I love to sit and look through those holy pages And read about the eternal rock of ages See all that God has done, the battles he has won The great prophecies unfold In every book from Genesis to Revelation I see his loving grace and this great salvation Brings courage to my soul, for I know he's in control. I believe every word is true. Yes, I believe every word that he said is true. I believe he'll do exactly what he said he would do. How I love his precious... It's time now for the Teaching Timeless Truths radio broadcast with Pastor Roger Walton. So get your Bible, a pen, and your Bible study notebook as we journey through the truths of God's Word. And now with today's Timeless Truth, here's Pastor Walton. Psalm 119, Psalm 119. We are now entering the 15th section. And in this section, we're looking at corruption, conflicts, and compromises of the wicked. And the psalmist dealing with this on a daily basis. And he gives us a set of five things that I believe help in these times. First, we start off with the problem. In verse 113, I hate vain thoughts, but thy law do I love. I hate vain thoughts. The word vain thoughts, the word thoughts there means to be double-minded. A person who engages in double thinking. It's illogical thought, okay? And when we think about that, the first verse that comes to my mind is the verse there in James chapter 1, verse number 8. A double-minded man is unstable in all his ways absolutely completely unstable you are you can't put uh, on both sides of the fence you can't go down the middle of the road they don't work they never have worked and they never will work and so we must be careful that we do not look to be double-minded cleave to that which is good thy law do i love now when we think about the idea of double-mindedness and versus the law where is it that keeps us from going down the wrong word he said i hate this double-minded thinking that people have so what i love is thy law i hate illogicalness and the ridiculousness of vain thoughts empty good for nothing double-minded thoughts divided loyalties divided in what where they stand divided on how they think about uh, morality and things they're divided divided by it but thy law I've learned your laws I know what you said I know what it is I know what it means I'm going to stand on that because I absolutely love it that is the key to everything that is worth standing for amen now he gives the problem then he gives the place the special place and I love this verse because it says thou art my hiding place and my shield i hope in the lord there is a place a place that god protects and there are so many verses that deal with that that it is not even funny in the book of psalm 62 truly my soul waiteth upon god from him cometh my salvation he only is my rock and my salvation he is my defense i shall not be greatly removed he is the way I am he only is my rock and my salvation he said it again my defense I shall not be moved 
in God is my salvation and my glory, the rock of my strength and my refuge, my shelter, my hiding place. In Psalm 18, he starts off, David says, I will love thee, O Lord, my strength. The Lord is my rock and my fortress. There's that hiding place, that defensed place, that wonderful place that we're safe. He is my deliverer, my God, my strength. And he said that in Psalm 119. In whom I will trust, my buckler and the horn of my salvation and my high tower. Again, denoting a place of refuge. I will call upon the Lord who is worthy to be praised. And I say amen and amen to that. In Psalm 142, we read, Blessed be the Lord my strength, who teaches my hands to war and my fingers to fight. My goodness, my fortress, my high tower, my deliverer, my shield, and he in whom I trust, who subdueth my people under me. There it is. And it goes over and over. There's so many we could go through, but don't have time to do. We see the hiding place. When we think of the hiding place, we think of being held in his hand. We see security. Thank God for security. And that security holds us and takes care of us through all the times of trouble. He is, listen, the Bible says that we're in the Father's hand and Jesus has got us in his hand and we are safe and secure and no man can pluck us out of the Father's hand. Jesus said, my Father which gave them me is greater than all and no man is able to pluck them out of my Father's hand. When you're in that hiding place, you're in a place that is not known to the rest of the world. Secrecy is the place. And we find the eyes of the Lord run to and fro throughout the whole earth to show himself strong in the behalf of them whose heart is perfect toward him. The ways of man are before the eyes of the Lord. He pondereth all his going. The secret of the Lord is with them that fear him. Thou shalt hide them. <clears throat> Excuse me. Thou shalt hide them in the secret of thy presence from the pride of man. Thou shalt keep them secretly in a pavilion, for on the strife of tongues. And that's Psalm thirty-one, verse twenty. It is a place of peace, a place of serenity, a place where you can get some alone time. The Lord is our hiding place. He said in Psalm twenty-nine, eleven, "The Lord will give strength unto his people." The Lord will bless his people with peace. In John, my favorite, 1427, peace I leave with thee. My peace I give unto thee, not as the world giveth, give I unto thee. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. And my favorite in the Old Testament, thou wilt keep him in perfect peace, whose mind is stayed on thee, because he trusteth in thee. It's also a place of absolute safety. The book of Psalms, again, verse 1 of chapter 46, God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. Right now, the I am is the very present for the right now help in times of trouble. We are in good shape. There is nothing that we can go through when we're in that hiding place. God is good all the time. He said, Thou art my hiding place and my shield. I hope in thy word. What we see here is the security of the hiding place, the power 
to take care of us through the shield and protect us. And we see the security because we are hoping in the word. Our security is in the confident, patient expectation of the word of God and what it says. It will become true. It will accomplish. His word will not return void. It will accomplish what it was sent to do. The problem, the place. Then verse 15, the promise. Depart from me, ye evildoers, for I will keep the commandments of the Lord. The, we see here the perpetrators, the evildoers. The idea of people out there wanting to mislead and to tear us apart and to break us apart is uh, sometimes just horrible thought process. And we see that this is people who want to lead us to do wrong. They're evil doers. They practice evil constantly. And that's their lifestyle. And he is commanding them in the most uh, in, total imperative, depart from me you evildoers. I want nothing to do with you. The word depart means turn away, desert, quit, keep far, far away, stop, be removed, get rid of, get away from me. I don't want nothing to do with you. Depart from me, ye evildoers, because I've made a promise, and that promise is I will keep the commandments of my Lord. He has commanded, and I will keep it. I will put it into practice, and I will guard it, and it will stay guarded, and I will observe to do all of those commandments of God with a guard on it so that nobody breaks in and tries to stop me from doing what God wants me to do. I have made up my mind. I have determined, and in that determination, I am not going to go anywhere near you evildoers, get away from me. Get away. Separation. Absolutely separate yourself. The Bible is very, very clear, crystal clear on separation. We don't speak much of separation these days, but my friend, we must realize that we are to be real careful because the Bible makes it clear, while all things are lawful unto me, all things are not expedient, meaning they're not profitable. All things are lawful, but I will not be brought under the power of any. Meats for the belly, belly for the meats, but God shall destroy them both. Now the body is not for fornication, but for the Lord, and the Lord for the body. And God has raised up the Lord, and will also raise us up by his own power. Know ye not that your bodies are the member of Christ? Shall I then take the members of Christ and make them members of a harlot? God forbid. What? Know ye not that he which is joined to a heart is one body? For the two saith he becometh one flesh, but he that is joined to the Lord is one spirit. Flee fornication. For every sin that a man doeth is without the body, but he that committeth fornication sinneth against his own body. What? Know ye not that your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost, which ye have of God, and you're not your own, for you are bought with a price? Therefore glorify God in your body and your spirit, which are God's. You see what he's saying there? You've you, you got to get away from all this worldly thinking and worldly activities and worldly uh, situations. It's not where you belong. It's not what you are about. It's not who you should be. He says in 2 Corinthians chapter 6, uh, O ye Corinthians, our mouth is open unto you. Our heart is enlarged. Ye are not straightened in us, but ye are straightened in your own bowels. Now for recompense, and the same I speak as unto my children, 
be also enlarged. Be ye not unequally yoked together with unbelievers. For what fellowship hath righteousness with unrighteousness? None. And what communion hath light with darkness? None. And what concord hath Christ with Belial? None. Or what part hath he that believeth with an infidel? None. And what agreement hath the temple of God with idols? None. For ye are the temple of the living God, just like he said. As God has said, I will dwell in them and walk in them, and I will be their God, and they shall be my people. Wherefore, come out from among them, and be ye separate, saith the Lord, and touch not the unclean thing. And I will receive you, and will be a father unto you, and ye shall be my sons and daughters, saith the Lord Almighty. Depart from me, ye evildoers. I will keep, I will guard, I will observe the commandments of my God. Then we go to verses 1, 16 and 1, 17, and we see persistency. First of all, in the sustaining. He says, uphold me, verse 1, 16. Hold thou me up, verse 1, 17. The hold there and the uphold are the same word. Uphold me according to thy word that I may live and let me not be ashamed of my hope. Hold thou me up and I shall be safe and I will have respect unto thy statutes continually. We see the sustaining, hold me up. And again, when the psalmist is praying these things and talking to the Lord, he's giving in a command here. In the command for, I've got to have this. Do it, Lord. Uphold me that I can live. And he says it again. Uphold me in verse number 17. Hold thou me up. Sustain me. We're talking about being sustained. That's what the word means, to sustain, to hold, to keep up. I'm glad that... I, I Listen, I'm weak. The, the, the songwriter says, I am weak, but thou art strong. I'm weak, but God is powerful. And so I say, Lord, sustain me. Be the holder up according unto thy word. Because I know what your word says. You are that hiding place. You are my strength, my shield, my buckler, my high tower. You're my salvation. You're everything. And he said, so you do that according to thy word that I may live. I want to have a life full and he said, listen, sustain me so I'm never ashamed. Let me not be ashamed of my hope. Shame is something you don't want. And again, don't let me be ashamed of that expectation, that patient waiting expectation of that which you have said you would do that I believe that I'm trusting in that is going to happen. Don't let me be ashamed of the hope that I have within me. My hope is built on nothing less than Jesus' blood and righteousness. Don't let that hope diminish hold thou me up and i shall be safe we don't have sustaining this and freedom from shame but my friend we have safety and he said if you'll hold me up i shall be safe i'm going to be okay i'm going to be delivered i'm going to be in good shape if you will hold me up thank god for the holding up of his incredible darkness that is out there keeping us in the light keeping us walking in the hope of the word see there are perils in here there is that of being dead i want to live i don't want to be dead i don't want to die i don't want to walk around as a dead person all day long who doesn't believe or listen or learn or grow or act upon the things of god that keeps me going i want life i want to be able to live and i want to live for you lord i want to do us right there's the peril of doubt let me not be ashamed. Don't want to be ashamed. And he uh, says, and of my hope. I don't want to be ashamed of that hope. Please, there's a doubt. 
And that doubt factor comes in. And we, we have to deal with it. And the psalmist says, I'm dealing with it. He said, I don't want to be ashamed of that hope. And then there's the danger. He said, I want to be safe. Hold thou me up and I'll be safe. I, I don't want to be in danger. And I want to make sure that these evil double-minded people who are trying to get me off the danger, I want them removed so that I can be delivered from danger. Lord, as I go through this day, deliver me from the danger of those that would try to get me to become a double thinker. And then there's the dishonor. I will have respect unto thy statutes continually. I will have respect I will respect who you are. I will absolutely have my respect towards you and not towards the evildoers. I'm not going to look at them with favor. I'm not going to look at them and have my loyalties given to them. I'm going to have it unto thy statutes. That which you have written in your word, I've engraved, and it's engraved on my heart continually. It is constantly going. It doesn't ever change. It is constantly, constantly going. Uphold me. Hold thou me up. Sustain me. This is my persistency. I persist in wanting to be held up by you. I persist in your sustaining. I persist in not being ashamed. I persist. I want to be safe. I persist. I'm going to continue in your statutes and have respect unto them. That is my life. That is who I am. From the persistency, we then go to punishment. And this is very, very interesting because he comes in here and says, there is these evildoers, these wicked people. And he said, Lord, thou hast trodden down all them that err from thy statutes. That which was engraved, they err. They wander. They fall off the trail. They go astray. They don't make it. They're not going to have anything there. And so, Lord, you hold me up while you trod them down. When I am weak, thou art strong. Thou hast trodden down all them that err from thy statutes. Lord, you've taken care of them. You have trodden them down. The idea of trodden down is to stamp all under, to just take underfoot. It deals with condemnation. It means to treat someone as worthless and to refuse to accept. They're just trodden down. All, every single one, because their deceit is falsehood. Their deceit is falsehood. The deceivableness that people have, the underhanded way they work, the way they throw their doubts and fears and things to bring them into a deceit of deceiving you into that which is not right. They, it's all false. They're lying. They're totally lying. Trodden them down that they're from the truth because they're lying. Their deceit is a bunch of lies. It's a pack of lies. And my friend, we've got to look at the truth of God's word and then take that into what people are telling us and say, no, that's not God's word. And you have to listen. People have tried to sway me from things. Uh, you know, I walked down the road of life too long in tithing from the time I made that 
my choice as God showed me from the Word of God, and I said, I agree with you, Lord. I choose to tithe with a good attitude way, way, way back early in my Christian life before I ever got married. And that has gone far. No one's going to convince me any way different. Anybody wants to walk down. Listen, I've seen too much of God bless when I've given money I just don't have. It just It's amazing what he can do. And he is a better banker than I am. And I've also been down the road a long time, and I'm a music person. I've studied music, and uh, I've come to the conclusion based on the series of, of messages God has given me on music that there's a music God hates, and I don't want to be a part of that music. And there's a music that I think honored God that is changing very rapidly in our culture and is getting further and further away from that which pleases God. And so I've come down the road a long ways. People used to try to convince me to, to enjoy Christian rock. And, and, I, and I gave him one. In fact, one young man, I'll, I'll never forget, he asked me the question and the kids yelled at him, no, 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 he'll tell you, he'll tell you. And he said, great, because I want someone to tell me. And I sat him down and I said, look, I'm going to give you just seven principles that are major principles of Scripture that they violate. And I said, there's more, but these are the major ones. And I went through each and every one and biblically showed him why that two did not go together. And this is what his comment was back to me. You're the first person that I've ever asked that question to that ever scripturally gave me an answer. Now, that's sad. That's sad that they he's been to other preachers. And at that time, I was a school teacher as well as a preacher. And, and, and to get no answer. They deserve to have an answer, folks. Give them the answer. There is a punishment for the wicked. And these people that are trying to change people through watered-down living, half-hearted living, double-minded living, a double-minded man is unstable. Do you understand that you want to be a stable Christian or do you want to be an unstable Christian? you got to make up your mind. The idea of unstable is the idea of inconsistent. They, they don't know where they stand one minute to the next. They're unsettled. They're unsteady. They have no clue what's next. They, they think this way now, and they think another way later. When Jesus, when, uh, in James, when he was talking about the wars and fightings that come among you, he said, Come they not hence even of your own lust that war in your members? He said, You lust and have not. You kill and desire to have, yet you cannot obtain. You fight and war, yet you have not, because you ask not. You ask and receive not, because you ask amiss, that you may consume it upon your own lust. You don't even ask right. Then he says, in the context, you adulterers and adulterers, you spiritual adulterers and adulteresses cheating on me. Know you not that the friendship of the world is enmity with God, hostility? Whoso therefore will be a friend of the world is, right now, present tense, the enemy of God. Do you think the scripture saith in vain, the spirit that dwelleth in us lusteth to envy? But listen, listen to this, but he giveth more grace. Wherefore he saith, God resisteth the proud, but giveth grace unto the humble. Submit yourselves. Here we go. Submit yourselves. Rank under yourselves therefore to God. Get underneath the, the, the authority of God. Resist the devil. Turn away and say no to him and get right underneath God. He will flee from you. Draw nigh to God. He will draw nigh to you. Cleanse your hands, ye sinners, and purify your hearts, ye double-minded. Double-minded. Thou hast trodden down all them that err from thy statutes, for their deceit is falsehood. Thou puttest away all the wicked of the earth like dross. Therefore, I love thy testimonies. The evidence, the record is true. I've read the book. I see where you have done this with the wicked. And you are going to put away all the wicked. 
every single one, you're going to cause them to be put down and cease. Just like the dross. The idea of that is the part of the uh, bad part of the, the silver, you know, the dross, which uses to uh, get rid of the, the bad stuff. You'll, you'll read it a lot in Proverbs. Take away the dross from the silver, and there shall come forth a vessel for the finer. I mean, you burn off all that bad stuff, and it turns into something precious. We're going to get rid of all the bad stuff, and it's going to turn into something precious. Do you realize when we look at this, we see God's justice? He's going to be, he's the justice. I mean, his justice is coming. He's putting away all the wicked. It's coming. There's a white throne judgment in which he's going to tell them, Goodbye. Depart from me, ye that work iniquity. I never knew you. And they're going to be departed into the lake of fire. You can say it doesn't exist, just like you can say gravity doesn't exist. But it's amazing how often gravity takes over. And there will be a day. It will become real, but it will be too late. It will be way too late at that point. He said, therefore, I love thy testimonies. I've read. I see. I know the record. I know what happened to Pharaoh's army. I know what happened when Abraham went forth to deliver Lot in the war there. I know what happened when people came across the nation of Israel and you said, take care, I'm going to, I've got this. David said, shall I go up? Go up. Shall I go up? Nope. This is what you're going to do. Get in the mulberry trees. Hey, God has always had a way to get hold of the wicked and put them down. But not only do we see that there is God's justice, but there's God's judgment. My flesh trembleth for fear of thee, and I am afraid of thy judgments. I mean, when the, he looked at what the record was and saw what God does with the wicked, he says, oh, I get trembled. The, I, the word tremble means the hair to bristle up. I mean, when it just straightens up and oh, your hair stands on him. He says, my flesh trembleth for fear of thee. See, that's that word for awe and respect. And reverence, but it also carries the connotation in the negative sense of total dread. I dread when I'm wrong with and not right with God. I, I, I love, I fear him with reverence and awe, and I'm, things are going right. But when I fall away, I panic because I am afraid of his judgments. And I don't want to be judged. I don't want to be chastised. And I don't want to have that judgment of God. Now, I'm not going to the judgment seat of God or to the white throne judgment. I'm going to the judgment seat. But down here, he chastens me. And he absolutely does it with absolute justice. He said, I'm afraid of thy judgments. I know what your judgments are. I've tried to keep them because I know that there's some bad judgments out there. And I don't want to be a part of that. Double-mindedness ends in the book of Revelation chapter 3 with the last church in lukewarmness. I said, I would thou were cold or hot. But because thou art lukewarm, I will spew thee out of my mouth. He says, you make me sick. I want to vomit you. We do not need lukewarmness. We need to be hot or cold. Well, what a section. What an incredible section. Yeah, corruption conflicts and compromises and he said no to them all father help us to do the same to not submit to corruption to not yield in to the conflicts on the other side but to let the lord get us in that safe place and to never 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 compromise the word of god and your will and way for us for anything this world has to offer in jesus precious name we pray amen and Amen. 
This is Pastor Walton praying that you have an absolutely awesome and wonderful week. Yes, I believe every word that he said is true. I believe he'll do exactly what he said he would do. How I love his precious word, it thrills me through and through. I believe every word is true. Oh, I believe every word that he said is true. I believe he'll do exactly what he said he would do. How I love his precious word, it thrills me through and through. I believe every You've been listening to the Teaching Timeless Truths radio broadcast with Pastor Roger Walton. You can send all correspondence to tttbroadcasts at gmail.com. Tune in again next week for another Timeless Truth.